0: Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Branville, and as always, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. How are you doing this morning? Doing all right. Good, good. So, um, as always, we just want to do a a quick shout out and show some love to our um, supporters and sponsors, Thank you to HypeBot.com and BandsInTown.com for everything you do to support us. Yep. <laughs> Discmakers.com, thank you for your continued sponsorship. We know it's a digital world, but there's still an important role for physical media for today's independent musicians. Digital royalty payments are so small. Selling products like CD, vinyl, t-shirts online and at your gigs when they return has become an important income generator. For every CD you sell, you might need roughly 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money. And that's a lot of streams, that's a lot of marketing, that's a lot of promotion. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even t-shirts. So we put together a cool little deal for all of our listeners here with Disc Makers. Head over to discmakers.com, place an order, for hundred or more CDs, and when you check out, in the little promo code field, enter free biz, freebiz F R E E B I Z freebiz, and you will save up to one hundred and fifty dollars in shipping costs. So hurry up, head over to discmakers.com and place your order. So we're we're flying solo today. Things yep, happen. We, Schedules yep. change guests have uh, other commitments, so we're just flying by the seat of our pants um let's jay let me, let's just kind of talk about you know hot topics of the current last events. week or so current yeah. events I guess, and the first one that I'd love to throw out get your take on um name changes, yeah, and I'm not talking about. The products that are on our store shelves that are changing their names although they're being done for pretty much the same reason but bands yeah so so like just today just this morning the dixie chicks announced they're changing their name to the chicks um right. what's what do you think about and you know lady antebellum right Change recently it to Change it to lady a now I don't know if that's going to stick because it turns out there's already been a lady A for like twenty years out there
1: that's right, yeah, and I don't know if there's another uh, chicks out there. it seems like that
0: seems like it's a pretty common name that it would yeah. have, would have been used
1: yeah, and I think about it in terms of SEO you know because you don't want those super common name yes, exactly. uh, for search engine optimization because that can be really either hard or expensive. But, you know, I I know there's a lot of uproar about this and we putting politics aside, just talking about the name change itself, um, I, I think you and I are probably aligned on this. It doesn't really matter that much to me. Um, especially with products, but getting to bands, um, if you like a band, then, you know, I happen to like Lady Antebellum and Dixie Chicks. Am I going to stop listening to their music if they change their name to something else? Is it going to affect me? Um, no. Um, it To me, it doesn't really it doesn't really have any bearing on how I feel about them. Will I still want to see them live? Yeah. You know, will I still listen to their music? Yeah. Um, you know, if it was something absurd as far as the name and it was something I didn't want to have on a shirt or, or something like that, you know, that's, that's a whole, a uh, whole other discussion. But uh, I guess I would, I, I would ask you the same question. Does it really matter what, what they call themselves, other than the fact that they're they may be doing it, because in today's climate, you know it doesn't make sense to do that. Um, and again, politics aside, um, there is a, a revolution going on right now, and you know we're we're starting to look at things like we never looked at them well, before. Yeah, thing
0: th- things always, even outside of politics, things have always changed and evolved. I mean, let's go back years. Remember when Kentucky Fried Chicken officially changed their name to KFC because they wanted to play down "fried"? Right. We still knew it was KFC We still knew it was Kentucky Fried Chicken. Um, you know, FedEx was right. Federal Express, but well, we all called it FedEx, so they just changed. They just adopted it. You know, my my feeling on all this is two things. As a fan, I don't really care. It has zero impact on me. Literally zero impact. If I'm already a fan, I'm not going to stop being a fan because somebody changed their name. Yeah. And if they did it because of political overtures, well, let's be honest, if you're a Dixie Chicks fan, you already know they've been a political band. This is, shouldn't be news to you, Should <laughs> no, not shock you, bands, No, you know, and, and, um, if you're a borderline or just not even a fan and you're shocked by it, well, it's sort of like, okay, but we don't really care. You, you, you haven't bought tickets. You aren't going to the shows. You're not buying the albums, the t-shirts. So it doesn't really matter. Our yeah. fans for the most part, I think are going to be fine with this. And I think that's yeah. what bands are looking at is, but the other thing is it, the, the impact is on the business of that band and their team. I mean, there you've got it. People go, Oh, well, you have got to change letterhead. Well, yeah, that's the simple concept, but you've got to change all your t-shirts. You've got to change websites, websites social medias, user accounts Lots. um you know what happens what happens to your old albums do they get reprinted with the new name on it versus the old name that means your record labels got added expense those are the people that have the right to sit down with an artist and go well we got to talk about this yeah. because you're putting millions of dollars of new expenses on our plate because you've decided to change your name yeah. I get that and they can work it out but that's all business. That's all numbers. So yeah. what I hope is these bands are changing their names because they feel they it's the right thing to do.
1: They're not being pressured into it. It's something They're not they, being pressured They're making and, the decision and, that They and, and
0: they're not do it. doing it to jump on a bandwagon. I hope not. You know, and 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 I don't think these bands that we've mentioned are doing that at all. Right. But I've always said this, even when it comes to PR, if you're going to get behind a charity, it better be a charity you really believe in, not a charity you're jumping on because it's the charity of the month that everybody's involved in and you want to ride on the coattails. If you believe it, that your name needs to be changed, then I'm fine. It's your, it's your band. It's your performance. It's your music. I always tell this to my clients, at the end of the day, you've got to be happy with what you're doing mm-hmm. because Across you're the, the one board. that will live with it for the rest of your lives. Me yeah. as your marketing person, your record label, it doesn't. it's not us. We're not yeah. on the line for this. It's That's the right. artist. So if the artist is happy, if this is what they need to do in their heart, for whatever their reasoning is, God yeah. bless you. Go yeah. for it.
1: We work, you and I work dozens of careers. The artist has one career. Yep. And, and so they do need to be very responsible about it. You know, with, with the Dixie Chicks um, and less on Lady Antebellum, but certainly on the Dixie Chicks, I was reading some folks who were upset about it, but they weren't fans. So, so who cares? You know, if you're upset about it because, you know, you have, your ideological uh, agenda you're welcome to that you know it's america you can have that i respect that but uh they also have the right to change their name and
0: uh, again at the end of the day it is their band even if it i tell this to fans all the time even when it's not something controversial it's the band's decision to tour not tour record not tour it's not ours. They get to make that decision. They get to yeah. make the decision that this guitar player wasn't good enough and we had to replace him on an album or he got fired from the band or whatever. It's none of, we may not like the end result, right? but guess what? We got no say in it, and yeah. we will never have any say in it because it is not our business. No. Literally, only, it's none of our business. That's right. My
1: only concern is when I first heard – you know, like Lady Antebellum, and then an artist came out and said, well, I've been going under Lady A for years. I thought, wow, you know, before you make <laughs> a, a decision like that, you should do a little
0: research first. Yeah, that goes along with the, the, the business implications. Yeah, don't just, you can't jump into this.
1: If no, you, you want to do domains, it, you don't, you don't just jump right. into this and
0: tomorrow morning wake up and announce you're changing your name. You yeah, need to spend some time and find out is that name available? What are the search results if I look for that name? Good lord, I didn't realize right. that was a porn film that, you yeah. know, has three pages of Google results. I, I don't know. But these are things you have to think about specifically when it comes to names. That's right. In twenty twenty. In the nineteen seventies, you could have pretty much just woken up, changed your name, and nobody would have cared. Now there's a lot of pieces you got to check to see what's going on.
1: And it's easier than ever to find those pieces on the web. You can do searches to see if somebody is already doing business as that. The first thing I thought about with the Dixie chicks was that's such a common word, chicks, if they're going to go after that. And it wasn't even that they would have the rights to it. My first thought was, Oh my gosh! What happens when somebody searches for that?
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's a that's a um, pretty common word. What comes up when you Google chicks? Well, yeah, it could, okay, it you, could you, be you, foul. It could be it, it, women. It could be it could be everything you don't want. <laughs> okay, let's just be clear. Yeah. Think about that stuff, and you're not going to be able to clean up SEO search results in 30 days. No. Especially on very common words like that. Yeah. Now, you know, the other the other thing is chicks. The chicks. What's the chance of the dot com being available? Oh yeah. Uh,
1: there's no way. <laughs> no way. No way. It's too common of a word. And all the common words were scooped up long, long ago.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um,
1: so, you know, maybe you could get the chicks dot uh, TV. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. The or, the the, the, the chicks rock.
0: I don't. You know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There there's things you can do, but it's to the that point. You've got to think about that stuff. In addition to, is it just some, the name change? Something you really want to do? Right. Is at, at the end of the day? Again, speaking just for me personally, I really do not care. The sun is still going to rise tomorrow. Set tomorrow. It doesn't matter whether the name is one matter. way it or the other. It doesn't it matter to us as a fan. Now, no. if you and I were working with the Dixie Chicks as a client, we'd be sitting here going, oh my God, all right, here's a shitload of work we got ahead of us. But that's not us complaining. That's just going, okay, here's the reality. Here's everything we've got to manage to see this yeah
1: yeah you just have to think think about it a little bit more but you know with the dixie chicks they're not like a lot of bands in the sense that they're very fortunate they have weathered the storm they have a large base they're putting out new music the downside for them besides what we just mentioned about seo there's not a lot of uh, a lot of downside. There, if there was any type of backlash, trust me, they can handle it. After their, they're, you know, they're, they're 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 big enough
0: to go through it. Because guess yeah. what? All the major papers are talking about it. Yeah. On the other yeah. end of the spectrum, if you're a nobody, it's also fine because nobody's yeah. going to know your name got changed.
1: <laughs> That's right.
0: That's <laughs> I right. mean, so it's it's sort of when you're kind of in the middle there that it could get a little, yeah, I was thinking about you that when you don't have the money, you've just right. started building your fan base, you are building your SEO results and yeah. then you've got to change it.
1: Yeah. Think about these developing artists who have gotten to a point where maybe they've been touring for a couple of years and they're starting to grow, grow their base and people are now starting to recognize their name. It, it, it would have a lot more impact there. Um, than it would on the other end of the spectrum. Like you said, if you're starting out and you have zero base, no, it doesn't matter. If yep. you're kind of a superstar, it doesn't matter. It's kind of those growing, uh, developing artists where it could lead people to not be able to connect the dots to who you are. But you know what? That's what social media is for. That's what ECRM is for. That's what online advertising is. I mean, there are ways of still making uh, that connection, because we see it all the time with former members of bands that strike out on their own, and you may not know that person's name, but you can with marketing put those you know right.
0: connections together. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, another hot current event over the last week, although if you've been a listener to the music biz weekly podcast, we kind of brought this topic up back in March when we had Dean on from the Paramore group. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there was a big, big to do about live nation releasing a memo that basically said, bands are going to make less money. We're going to pay them less money. And, there, you know, their guarantees may not be there that you may not get your full deposit back. If, if you cancel a show because tickets are not selling lots of clauses that were put in one that I thought was real interesting was a clause that, you know, they're also going to look at your marketing efforts to sell and promote a show. Um, yeah. Now, it created a huge uproar especially among fans actually it seemed to me what i was seeing online was more fans going screw you live nation you know you got to pay the bands all the money they want and you know at the end of the day i'm just like okay you you don't know the business so you know you're 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 lashing out based they're, on absolutely yeah, nothing easy, concrete easy yeah. it's an easy target we all hate Live Nation and Ticketmaster They're Master the man. Because because yeah, they're the man. They're the big, the big gorilla. They charge us all these fees. Screw you, yeah. screw you, screw you. Get them down.
1: Yeah. And 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 you know, <laughs> and,
0: and listen, that's been going on for decades. And probably will. And continue. will always continue because guess what? If it isn't live nation, there is always going to be some eight hundred pound gorilla in mm-hmm. an industry that's the top dog that everybody wants to knock down so they can become the top dog. That's what's kind of funny is you want that position. You just don't want somebody else to have it. That's right. So, yeah. you know, when, when we had Dean on, he was already alluding that, you know, he's, he's got all his shows that are canceling and he's trying to rebook them, but he's quickly seeing that the deals are changing. Yes. From promoters, not, just Live Nation specifically, but promoters in general are changing the deals right. because of COVID. And, you know, what, what he was mentioning was how the deals are going to be much more door deals. We, you're you're going to be guaranteed, your guarantee is $5,000 for a show. But if the door only generates $3,000, we're splitting the $3,000. Right. If and, it generates yeah. five, you yeah. get your guarantee.
1: Yeah. And and look, this isn't forever. This, this, is, this is a special time in history. And if you think about it, let's say you're an artist and you're going to do some dates. We're not ready to do tours yet, but let's say we're going to do some dates. Yeah, the deals are going to be different for a lot of reasons, right? If there's social distancing in the club, maybe they can't... They can't-
0: sell- less, if it's fair, uh, let's say it's a 5,000.
1: Yeah. Let's say it's a 5,000 seater. Maybe they can only do 1500. Well, they're going to be making less revenue. They're going to sell less merch. They're going to sell less drinks if, the, if that's part of their M- business.
0: It, maybe it was a venue that served um, sit down dinners before and they right. can't serve dinners because of whatever rules and regulations. There's a lot of that stuff that goes on behind The scenes in the business, yeah, it's not considered. A lot of bands aren't aware of, and almost all fans have no insight into this. And and one of the things that I've always understood was there, but I saw an article last week was a bar in Canada that you know, so things were starting to open up and they were going to start being able to open, but at that same time, their liability insurance policy was up for renewal. Just naturally, coincidence. Mm -hmm. And the rates went through the frickin roof for their liability insurance. Liability because somebody goes to your establishment and gets infected and ends up in the hospital. You need insurance because you're going to get sued. And he said the rates they were being quoted at would have put him out of business. He was able to fortunately negotiate the rates down, get this, to only a three-time increase. Right. But he's, because, not, he's
1: not selling three times more tickets. No, that's, that's the whole thing. He's,
0: he's, he's like, i I think I'll be able to get by. It's going to be tough. But at three times increase in my liability insurance, I think I should be able to open and do this. Yeah. So these are things that, not just the smallest venues, but Every venue of every size, the bigger artists and the bigger tours have to carry insurance. Right. And they
1: have to consider that there are hundreds of venues right now that are never going to reopen. And that's tragic. This, that business has been hit harder than most. And you have to think about all of the support people that go into that, whether it's their, their staffing and their, the crews and, all their concessions and merch and all these different there's a lot of people that are affected by this it's not just live nation saying you know we want to make more money in order for them to continue this business we have to kind of look at that business model and again i don't see it as a permanent change but desperate times uh, deserve desperate measures.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, just in the general job world, I mean, good Lord, we know there's millions of people that have been laid off, but there's a lot of people <clears> that have also been told you're taking a 20% pay cut yeah. in order for our company, just our brick and mortar to store to stay in business. We have to cut everybody's pay by 20%. That sucks. Yeah. But what do you, the, the alternative is, we're out of business and you've got no job.
1: You don't have any job and now you're on unemployment looking for another job. And with and and, the, and that's sort of
0: where the the live entertainment world is right now. It's like, guys, we haven't even gotten this ramped up yet. But if we're going to get through this for the next 12 months before we can probably start seriously ramping up, everybody is taking cuts and everybody does include the bands yeah just because you're a band honestly do you are you entitled to get the same pay for your show in in august or september that you would have gotten in january and february completely different situations the only way
1: i would say yes to that question is if things um, got better more quickly than we've been told they're going to, and let's say that there's a festival, for example, and it has the same attendance as it would have had. Then you're you're playing apples to apples. But if that same festival, you know, there's so many costs involved that weren't there before. Um, to disinfect things in clubs and in venues and even even at outdoor festivals, there's still, you know, restrooms and facilities and things that are going to have to be kept in a different state of cleanliness or sterilization that maybe they didn't have to before, and there are costs associated with that. So it's it's not as easy as just saying, oh, well, it's this greedy, it's multinational a greedy company, company that
0: wants to screw the artist. I mean, yeah. that's what the headlines sound like for great clickbait it's a good soundbite it's a good you know, soundbite and it, and, and it gets people to read your article but but the reality is where what our industry is dealing with right now everybody has to work together as a team to survive so the we can see the light at the end of the tunnel we still don't know what the world is going to look like next summer but we are yeah lots of hope that it's going to be in a better shape than it is this yeah, summer. Let's, let's hope so. But you've got to, everybody's got to cut costs. Everybody's got to band together because guess what? You put the promoters out of business and you know, the odds of live nation going out of business are pretty freaking slim, but there's a lot of other promoters that are going to go out of business. You put a promoter out of business, you've got no opportunity to play shows there. And to say, well, a new promoter will come along and pick it up, I wouldn't be so confident about that right now because you don't know what the world is going to be looking like business-wise over the next 12 months. Right. Why Why would somebody sit here and go, I'm going to start a new booking agency and be a Not promoter today. this year? It's like, you're you no. nuts. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and you know what's going to happen is a lot of this is going to fall – uh, directly on the venue. So if somebody's not, uh, if you don't have a promoter, um, you know, I feel like somebody will uh, fill in that vacuum, some kind of uh, agent. But let's say you're dealing directly with the venues, it's not going to be any different because they still will probably offer some of those same deals uh, against the door and they're not going to have the larger guarantees because they're not going to have the revenue to support that.
0: I can tell you pre COVID when I was booking the venue a couple years ago and we started out booking bands, name bands with guarantees, guarantees of anywhere from five, 10,000 to $20,000 a show. And after about a year of doing that, the owner's like, "We've never sold out a show. We've lost money on every single show." Now, fortunately, he was in a financial position—that's right—that he was able to ride it out. But as a businessman, he's like, "This can't continue." Right. This—it's it, it, un—it—it's unacceptable to think that we should keep giving bands all this money when we lose our shirt every single show because they only sell half capacity. And, you know, the, the, the venue just decided, all right, we've got to make a decision. If we're going to survive to bring our customers live entertainment, we can't book these name bands with guarantees anymore. We have to book tribute bands. We have to book cover bands that are willing to play for door. And that, you know, you sell out 500 tickets at $25 a ticket. The door becomes a pretty good deal for those bands. Right. You know, the, Were any of
1: those bands willing to work with you?
0: No, no, no. You know, because they're just
1: like, it's either the guarantee or we're not coming in.
0: That that's, you know, the, the, the bigger bands, you weren't even dealing with the bands. You were dealing with their booking agent. Who's like, here you go. This is, this is what it is. You know, we, we might come back and adjust a few things, but no, it's a guarantee. It's not, they would never come for a door deal at, yeah. you know, two years ago, they would never come for a door deal. Are there any un- hybrids
1: of that where your your guarantee is lower, but maybe you get a we, certain percentage. We, yeah. Of the we've door?
0: tried, we've tried that. And we did some of those, not with name bands, but more bigger drawing local bands where we're mm-hmm. like, Okay, you want a guarantee, we'll give you a smaller guarantee, but if it's a sellout, then we'll give you ninety percent of the door. There something along those lines. So there, you know, there's deals of guarantee versus and you can get creative, but you know, a lot of those those mid-tier bands and you know i'm talking the Dawkins, the blue oyster cults the the wingers of the world hard-working touring artists you know they just want their guarantee because that's how they know if they're going to be able to survive month by month by month is okay i'm doing 10 shows at ten thousand dollars a show you know it's a hundred thousand dollars here's my set expenses for paying the band members for our
1: hotels travel
0: yeah you know they 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 can't And I get it. They can't sit there and go, well, we don't know. We might go into this show and make 500 bucks because tickets didn't sell. So it was already that way pre-COVID because venues have always had a hard time surviving. That's just the reality. People don't understand venues don't really make their money off of ticket sales. They make their money off of concessions. Yeah. The beer, the drinks. wine, the drinks, That's the, for the food, markup. the snacks, yeah. because that doesn't get shared with the performer. That's all. So, so you know, you could have a venue that does $10,000 in concession sales. You're more than happy to give 100% of the door away, even if that yeah. is $5,000, because you made all of your money over here. You got butts in the seats. But yeah. the problem is when you don't have people, like you said, butts in the seats, that concession doesn't happen. Nope. You don't make money. So yeah, and, I, and for I, the
1: time I, being, right, Michael, we're, we're not going to see 100% capacity that those days are done for now. Yeah. I'm, I'm, we will get back there. I don't know if it's going to be eight months or two years. Nobody really knows at this point. Um, but for right now, w- this is the new reality.
0: It, it It is. And, you know, again, it sucks. I get it, bands. You know, your whole life, you're not getting paid what you're worth. I get it. I right. totally get it. But this is, in my opinion, not the time to make a stake in the ground and go, no, you're paying me my guarantee or I'm not doing a show. because. Let's be honest. I don't think you've got any leverage right now.
1: No, and there's plenty of (laughs) other artists, especially coming out of this pandemic, all of that are going to take
0: every available slot.
1: Right? They haven't been able to tour and play live. There's going to be a glut of talent that wants to play live, and if you don't want to take that uh, offer, I promise you, there's other bands that will.
0: Other bands that will, and you don't have other options to go to, to say, all right, well, I won't play your city. I'll go play the other city. You're not playing anywhere right now. And you're not playing anywhere for probably 12 months, nine to 12 yeah. months. So that's, you know, you got to look at this situation and go, okay. For, and, 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 let, and let's be honest, first of all, how many small indie bands are even doing live nation deals? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it isn't, yeah. you're doing a deal. Directly with the venue. Yeah. You're cutting your deal with the venue. And if you haven't already noticed, the venues are going to start doing these deals already on their own. They need to protect themselves. They need to understand that if it's a dud show, you know, we can't give you your full deposit. Yeah. Because we didn't sell tickets. Why is why would it be fair for the venue? to get screwed over so you can walk away with all of your money and then the next week the venue goes out of business and now you and countless other bands don't have any opportunities to play right
1: you know they they also like today they announced what's that festival up near you uh, outside land yeah um they announced that i think it's uh first week of august and it's you know being promoted as you know Um, it's going on. It's going on as, as uh, I think they were
0: announcing it for next year.
1: Oh, is that what it was? I just saw it this
0: morning. I thought that was was this
1: August. Gosh, I I, I hope that's the case because the same, um, I, I got another notice from Rolling Stone that I think it was Bonnaroo that just canceled today. And that would make a lot more sense because it just seems to be a little bit too fast for a festival this summer.
0: It it's it, you know, the reality is right now, it's, it's not opening up for big festivals, major events, touring, anything like that. Yeah. They're going to be spot shows, spot events that you can do one offs, but you're not going to go in there and get guarantees. You're not going to make a ton of money because again, it might be a 500 capacity venue that now is only a 200 capacity venue. And, you know, they still have to pay rent. They still have to pay staff. They still have to pay crews. And again, yes, the band has to do the same thing. So understand you guys are all in the same boat. Everybody is making less money and having to pay potentially more money. Yeah.
1: Yeah. To keep everybody safe. But again, um, it's temporary, it's not forever.
0: Yeah. So I, I, I guess I would throw out there I would love to get some feedback from our listeners. What's your take on these two topics? Bands changing their names and the Live Nation memo, but overall just the the probably what we're gonna see, the changing of deal structures. Yeah, the economics of touring. Of yeah. of, of performing live. It's going to change moving forward and You know, I don't want to just hear, oh, it sucks, or they're greedy. I mean, how is that going to impact you? How can you address it? How are you dealing with it? What are you going to do about it? You You know, what can you bring to the table for a promoter and say, all right, you know, we'll do a little bit more if you can give us a little bit more. I mean, I think at the end of the day, as somebody who booked a venue, that's always what I wanted to see was an artist that stepped up and said, we're going to do A, B, C, D, and E do everything we can to sell tickets to this show. Yeah. I love you for saying that, but the sad truth is so many of them do as little as possible.
1: Yeah, it's a two way street. I, I, the, the, I, I, the successful I, bands do that. They, and you've seen this with the venue that you work for worked for. And, and I certainly see it at a lot of Los Angeles clubs. When you come into town, they give you the resources. Here are the local writers. Yep. Here's the socials. You know, you can take over our socials here are our specs and it's a give and take, right? You have to, promote your show as well. And as you said, man, you do that and the next time you want to come through town, they're like, oh my gosh, these guys didn't sell out, but man, they worked their tails off. We definitely want them They made
0: my job easier, which at the end of the day is worth a lot. Yeah. What I don't want to hear, and I actually heard this from one booking agent once, when I tried that's to get him, job? I tried to get him to get me in touch with the band so I could talk to them about marketing. He's like, no, I won't do that. The band's job is not to promote the show. That's, the venues, that's the venue's job. And I said, mm-hmm. uh, okay, went back to the venue's owner and I said, we're never booking a show with this guy again. Yeah, Because yeah. sh- they, they didn't want to share the work to succeed if the show was a success, they wanted all the rewards. Yeah. But if it wasn't a success, it's, it would have been our fault. It's a partnership. It's a partnership people. So that's, you know, that's sort of what I'm seeing all of this contract stuff around live nation is it's a partnership. It it sucks. Yeah. We're all taking pay cuts. We're all losing jobs. We're all, you know, getting by the skin of our teeth, but yeah. You got to work together so we can come out of this at the end. Discmakers.com use code FREEBiz for ground shipping on CD orders of a hundred units or more, a hundred and fifty dollar value. All right. That's it. Leave your uh, leave your comments on YouTube. We love to read those. Um as always, thank you to hypebot.com and bandsintown.com. And yep. Disc Makers, thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued support. It means so much to us. And uh, hit that red subscribe button on YouTube. Hit the green follow button. Pound it, on man. S- pound it on Spotify and subscribe, <laughs> review, and ratings on iTunes. It means a lot to us. That's it. We'll see everybody next week.